If you're able, please stand for the call to worship. Let us worship the eternal God, the source of love and life, who creates us. Let us worship the Spirit, the holy fire, who renews us.
I want to welcome you to Southside Baptist Church on this uh, Sunday morning. It's Father's Day, a day that we uh, remember and recognize the, the fathers that have influenced us in our life, and not only those who may be our uh, biological father, but also those who uh, have fathered, fathered us in some way. They've been that mentor, that person we look to, someone that instructed us and gave us some guidance along the way, and so we celebrate them as well. Today, as we gather together, we gather to worship the one true and living God, and at Southside Baptist Church, that means for us to welcome all into Southside, into this church, to join together in lifting our voices, our in song and prayers and praise to him, the one who has created all that is and who uh, lives with us and is also in us through the Spirit of Christ. Southside Baptist Church is a church in the heart of Five Point South, building an inclusive community of grace, first in this community and then beyond. And so we hope that as you came in that you were welcomed today warmly and that you felt that you were at home here in this place of worship. Today is a special day too because it is a day that we dedicate two uh, beautiful little girls today in our uh, worship. And we will do that right after we have our uh, welcome and passing of the peace. But do want to encourage you to sign the registration tablet at the end of each pew. Just write your name and any other information there, and we'll be able to have that uh, for our future reference too. If you would, take a moment now and greet those near you by passing the peace of Christ. As you make your way back to your seat and I know from the sound that everyone was welcomed warmly and it is good to see everyone that's here today. Before we continue on and have the um, dedication of these two little girls, I want to offer a prayer of invocation as we begin today. 
Oh, Lord, for the promise of your presence with us, we give you thanks. We know that your spirit has come, that you have filled us with your spirit, that you have led us by the hand as you direct us day by day. We ask now, O oh Lord, that you would be present here, that what we offer to you will be pleasing to you. It's our worship, for we give it to you from the bottom of our heart, seeking to bring honor and glory unto you. Amen. One of the real privileges of a church family, and especially being a minister in a, a church family, is to be able to welcome into the world, into the life of a uh, congregation, a family of faith, uh, new life, little ones. We welcome those who make their profession of faith often, but we also welcome those who are born into this world, uh, a beautiful uh, picture of God's creation, of God's uh, guidance and God's activity in the world in which we all live, and to be reminded and encouraged through the lives that are, that are blessed, that bless families and also bless greater and larger families, that is, those who have gathered here as family and friends, but also those who come and um, those who come and into our fellowship and know that we are a part of their lives as well. So I'm going to ask uh, Brent and Lindsay to come and, and, and then I want to try to introduce them to you, the congregation, if I, if I can. Pretty girls. Let's see how, how much you let me introduce you to folks that are here. So those that are here and can see, Jade is here and she's trying to be coy. She's acting as though she's sleeping. <laughs> and Willow, who is now Jade's bigger sister by ounce. I assume all of you have seen her and see her often, see both of them. You know, when you see, when you see the wonder of God's creation and breathing life into newborns, it's a... Taking care of them and knowing that they are a gift from God to, to this family. And they were long prayed for, and uh-oh. You okay, Jade? No, not quite. Well, I can't change position very well. Oh. He's just saying hello. Folks over here, be both sitting awake, you know, both sleeping. There are a lot of other folks out here. Sometimes they're like that. 
Jane Willow. You see some other folks that sometimes rest their eyes that way during the worship service. So these two that we welcome into the care of this church today as we read together in just a few moments are God's blessing to us all. They are your blessings to Lindsay and to Brent, but also to all of us as a family of faith. And Brent, I'm not going to try to take him down the steps. to welcome these two into the care of the church. I'd ask you to take out your the uh, responsive reading there, the covenant of dedication. Will you now covenant among this community of believers to dedicate and lead Jade and Willow acknowledging them as an expression of the nature of God and the nature of humankind? We, we will. will. Will you seek to be an example that the goodwill and love of God be not hidden from them, rather they be made evident that they may grow in the love, nurture, and admonition of God? We, we shall, shall instruct Jade and Willow in the, in the ways of God, and, and since it is natural that children, children seek to follow in their, their family's footsteps, let our path be guided by the loving example of Jesus Christ. For as we stumble, so shall they. But as we stand tall, so will they show great grace. Do you as members of Southside Baptist Church, thereby representing the whole Church of Christ, receive Jade and Willow and this family into your love and care? And do you promise that as far as you are able, you will uphold and encourage this family in the fulfillment of their covenant. Jade and Willow are now received into the love and care of this church in the good hope that hereafter they may never be ashamed to confess that faith in Christ which you as family and community are challenged to cultivate from this day on. Let us pray. God, our loving parent, in your honesty, you chose to reveal yourself through a child, the babe Jesus. Through his life, we have seen and heard the truths that we are called to model to these little ones. May we not only lead our children, but learn from them that in humility and trust, we too might enter into your kingdom. Let the little children come unto us. Amen.
present this to them and then have a prayer of blessing upon you. This is just a, a certificate for each of them, for Jade, Aurora Thompson being dedicated today, and also Willa Cassandra Thompson being dedicated today, and then a New Testament for each of them. So would you join me in, as we offer a prayer of blessing on this family together? Loving Lord, we are awed by your presence in our lives in this world. We know that you are everywhere, that you are omnipotent, and we see that power as we see creation that is around us and also the life that comes forth, such as in these two little ones. We ask, O oh Lord, that you would bless them that you would draw them ever closer to you and that this family might experience your love and grace in a way they've never experienced before. As you lead them and guide them, as you teach them, and as we all seek to support them, that they might become a family that is dedicated to you, both this day and forever. Bless these children. May Jade and Willow know that they are loved by those of this family here but also this greater family of our church. For make this prayer in the strong name of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
Our first scripture today is found in the Psalter, Psalm 8. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens through the praise of children and infants. You have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Here ends our first scripture lesson. second reading from the book of Romans is in chapter 5 and reading the first five verses. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character because God's character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. This is the word of the Lord. seated. Well, good morning. How are you all today? Doing well? Everything's good, right? It's good with you? We've got some people here today that are not usually up here. We've got, uh, we're missing Martin, of course, he's, but he'll be back. And uh, we've got one who's been with us before. And you're, this is Charlie. Charlie Gerhard. 
Yes, we're glad Charlie's here. And this is? Riley. Riley. And this is? Brent. Mr. Brent. <laughs> well, we're glad you're all here today. And it's a special day. You know, we just dedicated uh, two little babies here, Jade and Willow. Pretty little things, only a few months old. And um, we're so happy that they're, they're healthy and everything's good with them and with mom and dad. But also, um, we think about today being another a special day for another reason, too. It's, it's what? Father's Day. And what about Father's Day? What's special about that day? Because you get to, well, it's like Mother's Day, except you're going to have, like, fun with your father, and you're kind of, like, just having some family time. Yeah, yeah that pretty much sums it up, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like Mother's Day. But it's Father's Day. It's sort of like Mother's Day. Uh, yeah. Millicent, what do you think? Um, I think it's to spend time with your father and celebrate what they do for you. That's right. We get to, to spend time with them. Jack, do you have anything you want to share? No, not right now. Well, it is, it is a special day in that regard. And, you know, many of us have had our fathers who were with us all the time. Some people don't because uh, of circumstances, and so they, they um, have to live life as best they can without that father being present, but also we know that there are other people that also help along the way. There are people that um, provide a lot of instruction and guidance to people, uh, to look to children, and they can be like a father to us as well. Um, and also, today as you think about your father and what that means, I brought a little thing about how fathers sometimes respond and things that they might say. And, um, you know, this is the kind of things that when you get older, you will hear <laughs> things like this. When they say things like, were you raised in a barn? Close the door, right? Uh, you didn't beat me, I let you win. Did your dad ever say that? I don't think I ever said that to mine, my children. But anyway, the, uh, the idea of, of um, trying to be a, a father that interacts. Um, when we're traveling sometimes, we might think, the children might say, or mom might say, uh, I think we're lost, and dad might respond, but we're not lost, I just don't know where we are. Well, that's exactly what, what I have said on many occasions. Uh, and the way that we respond to our dads and uh, the way that you respond to us too. Um, when we go through life with our with our fathers and we think about what they they do for us and how they have influenced us, hopefully we can take apart the take from them the good things that they did, provided for us, loved us, and hopefully they did that for us. And we, for those of us who don't have our fathers anymore we might remember the good things that, that occurred in that. I have a little um, display on my desk that were given, was given to me when my children were very small. They were, I think, five and three. And what, they, what it said was, Dad holds our heart and our hand. Now, that's really what Scripture tells us about God the Father, too, right? What does it say about Jesus, about God? And how? Jesus is like always with you. Mm -hmm. And guides us and helps us along the way. 
protects us, is there for us, and does um, help us understand life as we live it. And so God guides us and is there with us all the time. We, we talk about this being Trinity Sunday, God the Father, the Son, and also the Holy Spirit. So God is our Father too, and watching over us and caring for us. Today, when you spend time with your dad, hopefully you'll be able to do that, and you'll be able to express to them your, um, your thanks for them. And sometimes it's thanking them for the fact that they were the father to your parents, perhaps. In your case, Charlie, you're, you're with your granddad, so you know a, a father can be a, is also a son, but he's also the father, and he can also be a brother to someone who has children. There are all ways that we, we think about someone who's a father. So today as you spend time with them, thank them. Thank them for what they've done. And also pray and help others see that there are people around us who, seeks to, who seek to nurture us and care for us as a good father would. Okay? And um, we will end with that in a prayer. Okay? Lord, we thank you for how you bless us and the way that you reveal yourself to us. Help us, Lord, to be those of us who are fathers, to be good fathers. Help those of us who are, who are not fathers but have the opportunity to bless others by being a good presence and a guide and a mentor to those, to give wise counsel to others. We thank you, Lord, for these that are here and for the way that you have nurtured them. May you continue to watch over and care for them and protect them. In Christ's name, amen. join me in prayer this morning. Gracious God, we worship you this morning as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You're not a God that is distant, but a God who is walking with us in our journey from faith to faith. You're the one who was and is and is to come, loving mother, love child, and enlivening love. You're a God who lifts all our burdens from our lives which often hinder us from growing in our relationship with you and with others. So lift this morning the burdens of our failure, our doubt, our inadequacy, and help us to cast all our cares upon you because you care for us. We pray for your church in this world that it may continue to proclaim your truth whilst continuing to seek its unity in you. We pray especially this week for the meetings of the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship stimulate faith, hope, and actions of love in all who will attend. We pray on this Father's Day for all who are fathers and for those who will be fathers. We pray for those who have lost their fathers and for those who have never known their fathers. We pray for those whose fathers were not all that they should have been and for those who are seeking to father their children 
in the here and the now. We pray that you would bless us in the way in which we seek to nurture those within our families and within the community of faith. God of grace, hear all our prayers offered in the name of our Savior.
But if being Father's Day wasn't enough, this Sunday is also Trinity Sunday. The two don't always coincide. In fact, it's eight years since the Trinity Sunday, which we celebrate, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, fell on the same day as Father's Day. The word Trinity is not found in the Bible at all. Indeed, the doctrine of the Trinity was only developed many years after the completion of the writings of the New Testament. It arose in many ways from the experience of Christians who began to discover that God was to be known and addressed in prayer as our Father who art in heaven, and that the one who enables us to know that God is Father is none other than Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, and that the work of the Holy Spirit who has been poured into our hearts to enable us to experience God's love is part of that triune Godhead. St. Augustine used to say that anyone who denies the Trinity risks losing their salvation, whereas anyone who tries to understand the Trinity loses her mind. All the metaphors, all the analogies, all the words that we use to describe God are always inadequate. They never in any way encapsulate the wonder and the beauty of who God is. He is majestic, yet merciful. He is glorious, yet gracious. He is like a father, but also like a mother. He is sovereign, and yet he's also saving in our lives. And there are many images that people have used down through the centuries to try and describe the Trinity. I have to confess that one of my favorites is that of a circle, a model of a triune God. John of Damascus, a Greek theologian who lived way back in the seventh century, he worked with the concept of what he called perichoresis. It's a big word, but it's a simple word when you break it down. Peri, around, and choresis, which is the basis of choreography. If you watch Dancing with the Stars, you'll understand what that's about. He likened the three persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as being an around, as being equal to each other but also as holding hands as, a, as dancing figures might do, dancing around together in joyous freedom, expressing the love not only that God shows towards us, but the love that exists between the members of the Trinity. God is love, and it's always been love, even before he created the world in which we live. And so this morning, when we think about the wonder of human relationships, we think about the greatness of our relationship with God, a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 5, Paul talks about each of the three members of the Trinity. He talks about the fact that we have peace with God. Imagine it, peace in the midst of a world where there is so much agony, where there is so much anguish, where there is so much fear of war. You can't really be listening to the news without being concerned about all the disputes that are going on in the world today. There have been riots, there have been protests in Hong Kong over a new law that threatens to take people out of Hong Kong and take them back to China. And then, of course, we've got the situation in the Gulf with Iran. We're fearful of a lack of peace. Paul says we have peace with God. We are in a peaceful relationship with God. And then he speaks about the second member of the Holy Trinity. We have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Now, it comes in a part of Romans where Paul has been talking a lot about what Jesus has done for us in living, in dying, in rising again. How do we have peace with God when in our own lives there is much of failure, of distress, of doubt, of unease? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ because he has come into the world to enable us to enter into the same relationship that he has with his Father. We have peace with God through Jesus Christ, and so we come to know God not as a distant God, but as a God who is a perfect parent, as a God who is a loving Father, as a God who embraces us and treats us well and is with us in all times and all circumstances, and who has poured out his love into our hearts. And that's where the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, comes in in this passage. Paul says, God has poured out his love into our hearts through the gift of the Holy Spirit. We do not sip the love of God. We are immersed in the love of God. God's love has been poured into our minds and into our hearts. We know God intellectually to some extent, but we know God personally. We know God in our experience. God has become real even in the depths of our emotional life. God's love is like the fierce love of a parent determined on rescuing a child from trouble, but also involves the concept of deep romantic expressions of concern, compassion, and care. And out of that relationship which we have with God, triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, parent, lover, and friend, use all the analogies that you want to use to describe it, and we'll never quite get there. But out of that relationship of love, we have peace with God, and we have hope. It seems to be what Paul is getting at within these verses. We have hope of sharing in God's glory. Now, that's a big word. It's a word in the Hebrew Bible that talked about God's presence. So what Paul is saying here is that we not only know God's love now, but in the future we will experience God's presence eternally when we arrive in God's home. David used to say, in your presence is fullness of joy and life forevermore. And yet Paul knows that there's a paradox here. Because in the midst of the peace we have with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, in our experience of the love of God that has been poured into our hearts, in the context of having hope, we experience suffering. Now often that experience of suffering could make us doubt that God loves us. There are people who say that if you're suffering, then that must be payback for something wrong that you've done. If that were true, then none of us would do well in life. Some of Job's misguided friends in the Hebrew Bible story suggested that he undertake such self-examination. If he was suffering so badly, he must have done something really bad to deserve it. But that's not how God treats us as his people. Indeed, in this passage of Scripture, as Catherine Grieb calls it, there is an outrageous generosity that God shows to us that helps us to cope with suffering. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
the suffering of Jesus, this is a paradox, the suffering of Jesus gives us hope in our context of suffering. The suffering of Jesus shows that even in our darkest moments, God does not abandon us, does not desert us. No, rather, he has given to us the gift of his spirit to enable us to know his love, sustaining us, strengthening us, helping us not only to cope, but actually to develop in our life as Christians. Because through sufferings, says Paul, we begin to know endurance, and endurance helps us to produce character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. The choir have just sung to us, even though the rain, the rain hides the stars, even though the mist swirls the hills, even when clouds veil the sky, God is by my side. That's what Paul wants us to understand, to grasp, not only in our minds, but in the depth of our hearts, that God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit love us, embrace us, will help us to cope whatever the future holds. And none of us know what the future holds, not even tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. But in the midst of it all, God is with us. Jesus talked a lot about the love of God. He talked about the love of God in the context of a religious society where people were constricting the love of God according to rules and regulations. A love that was confined to some and not extended to others. And he does so in the most dramatic way. He, he, he says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. It's a love out of defined, and not by expecting something in return, but a love that goes out of itself over and over again for the sake of those who don't deserve it. It's an extravagant love. It's not confined or constricted by penny pinching, but a love that is costly. So he gave his one and only son. It's an unconditional love, although it does call for a response simply to believe, simply to trust, simply to commit our lives to him. And it's a love that seeks the best of the best of the best of those who receive it. They do not perish, but have eternal life. It's a love that perseveres when it's not returned. It's a love that's extravagantly poured out upon the unlovable, and the unlovable, just in case you wondered, are not them, but us, us. God's love is a love that we see in creation, we see at Calvary, and we experience it every day in our lives. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretch from sky to sky. O oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong. It shall forevermore endure the saints' and angels' song. This is the love of God of which the triune God speaks, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God's love is poured out into our heart. Will you pray with me? 
God of grace, God of matchless love, enable us to receive that love and to live it out by sharing it with others in the days of this coming week. Through Jesus Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Will you stand and sing our hymn of promise with me, number nine. Holy God, we praise your name. Please pray with me. Dear Lord, 
thank you for your gifts to us, for giving us your blessings, your peace, your joy, your love, your grace, your mercy. Please open our hearts to give freely and generously back to you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Loving Lord, we bring these tithes and offerings into your house. We give them to you, dedicating them to be used for your service in this community and beyond. Lord, we ask that you would bless them and multiply them. In your name I pray. Amen. Would you be seated for just a moment, please? Just a couple of quick announcements today. and uh, We want to welcome all those who are guests with us today. There are a number here that are with uh, Brent and Lindsay and Jade and Willow, and so we're glad that y'all are, are here to visit with them today, uh, and others may be visiting with us as well. I think on Father's Day, any, any special day, it brings people in that, that uh, we wouldn't uh, necessarily be here because they would be in their, other, their churches perhaps, but we're glad that, uh, that you're able to be here today. We do have a um, little reception there in Narthex for any that would linger long enough to have some lemonade and cookies, and we invite you to that. 
and I uh, hope that you will stay long enough to, to, to um, have some of that with us and get to talk to us a little bit more. It was a great day to be able to, to have these two uh, little ones, Jade and Willow, and to be able to dedicate them, and we're so happy for, for this family and, uh, and do pledge our support and our uh, prayer support through the years as you will be able to um, rear them and to continue to lead them in the way that God leads you all to do that. This week we have attending this our special event on Wednesday night. We don't have our normal Wednesday evening, but we are attending the CBF General Assembly worship at 7.30. We're meeting here at 6.30. Even if you haven't registered, if you'll come and want to go to that, um, we will be able to register you on site. The online registration is already closed, but we can register you uh, there at the site, and it shouldn't be any problem as far as uh, getting in there from leaving here at 6.30 and getting into the, the worship service by 7.30. As we prepare to go out, we do so on this day. I hope that those of you who have your fathers, you'll spend time uh, with them, and that also that you would um, pray for all fathers, whoever they might be, that they would be able to uh, continue to nurture their children uh, in the way that the Lord leads them. And as you go, know that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit will never leave you.